You're listening to The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano. As entrepreneurs, we've got our hands in multiple tasks and multiple projects at any time. You know, there are things that need to be done weekly and monthly, you know, your invoicing or your communication, things like that. And then there are certain tasks that really move the needle on our business, projects that we make time for. And when we've got our plates full all the time, it can be easier to slide into some downtime instead of working on yet another project. You know, how do we stay motivated to push through? This year, I've been finding myself asking this very question. How do I get it all done? And the answer isn't always hustle more. At least I don't want it to be. (laughs) You know, I found that I'm naturally more protective of my downtime now and my family time, you know, more than I have ever been in the past. And after a big setback on one of my own major goals, I have found it hard to get back in motion. I lost a lot of time there. Or I took a lot of time there is actually how I prefer to view it. But I've made a concerted effort now to get myself back on track, working towards my goal. And that's what we're talking about today. Getting out of the funk. You know, the long game is inspiring and motivating yourself to stay on track to achieve your goals. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The long game? That's my approach to business. You gotta show up, you gotta do the work, and there are no quick fixes for long-term success. It takes creativity, it takes strategy, and it takes listening to the voice inside you. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, bringing you real-world business-building experiences, conversations with creators who are out there doing it now, and ideas to spark the energy in your own business. And along the way, we're going to have a little bit of fun as well. So thanks for being here, and let's get to today's episode. Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to talk about this topic today and share a story with you, one about working towards your goal and finding the inspiration and motivation to stay on your path, especially after a setback. You know, it's something I hear people talk about from women industry friends to my clients, that far off goal that they want, but they aren't taking the steps to move themselves towards it. It scratches at you, right? It can be where all these different emotions come in, where envy comes when you watch others achieving and you feel like you're staying stagnant. You know, it can be a source of anguish even when you just don't have the time to get yourself moving or in action. And when it comes to our goals, there can be a myriad of reasons why we get off course. There are so many stories that we tell ourselves and so many funks to fall into. People think that they just need motivation to get going on their dreams again. But motivation doesn't just pop out of thin air. As psychotherapist Lara Fassman says in episode 74, it involves the connection between your thoughts, your feelings, and actions. We all tend to think motivation comes first. 
But really, motivation comes after you first have the idea, which creates a feeling or an emotion in you, and then you take a small action. Motivation emerges through action. And it's such an important piece for us to recognize when it comes to working towards our goals. You must act. You must start. I have literally been working on getting my digital course out into the world for years. And it's really a hard thing to admit publicly when I build out other people's courses for a living. I help people move through all of the obstacles and launch their work into the world. But, you know, it's okay. (laughs) It's really everything happening in its own time. And in the timing, that is my life. But I do want to share a little bit of the backstory and the setback story with you. So after many successful course build-outs with my clients, I really identified and named my method, which I call the peak framework. I knew that it was time for me to help people who wanted to DIY more and didn't have the budget to hire out a course designer. So I did all the things. I joined the high-end coaching program to learn that launch method. I mapped out my content and recorded my modules. And that alone, all of that, those tasks alone took over a year. As a service provider, I am always working on client projects. But there was this thing pecking at me along the way. And I knew that this is something I really wanted to create. And it would be another way for me to serve clients. So I really kind of let it take as long as it took. And once I had everything recorded and I was ready to start editing, this was, let's say, June timeframe. Kajabi, the platform that I build courses in and that I have recorded all these tutorials for, did a complete redesign. And this wasn't just a few items or a change of colors. It was a complete overhaul. Everything that was on the right was moved to the left, and they even changed some of the section names and things like that. Like It was pretty major. And I learned a big lesson about creating tutorials for a software, right? Things can change without knowing a time frame. How I was filming my tutorials had to change as well. You know, for this first lot, I filmed screen share with picture in picture. So going forward, all software tutorials for me will be straight screen share because then if I need to update it, it's so much easier to do with editing rather than, you know, having a picture of me in there. And, you know, I had to live this lesson because I do believe in having your face throughout your course to connect with the audience. You know, talking to the camera in video intros and strategy videos, ones that support the tutorials that I do, those are things that I'm, I'll be creating and where you'll see my face now, but you won't see them on the tutorials. And, you know, it really came down to the fact that I didn't want to launch this course. I didn't want to launch a course that didn't match the platform. It would have been one thing if my course was already out there and I had some updating to do, but to fully launch it, it had to be correct. And admittedly, this was really deflating for me to have to do a redo. I also needed to give that redo a little bit of time as more updates were continuing to roll out. So let's say I found that out in June, I took that summer off. And 
that downtime, so to speak, was when my healing journey began. You know, I know I've referenced this a lot on the podcast. The summer into the fall and through the next winter was me uncovering my past in new ways as a 50-year-old woman and really dealing with it. I sought out different learnings and different tools that helped me grow and work through the process along the way. And of course, I kept working with more clients one-on-one and building out their Kajabi courses and memberships and helping them to create strategies. So the course was only getting better, really. And, you know, as I've taken this time in the past year to refine the content, but it is the reality, though, of life taking you off your path, you know, and it does all come down to priorities. I really dove into this healing process. So course development, it got pushed back again. And, I, you know, I think it's pretty interesting to look at the ebbs and flows of our goals. I have developed a service business that is quite full and really flourishing over the years. And I suppose that I would really move faster in course development if I didn't have all of this, you know, this income and these other responsibilities. Now I'm so far into the process, I have really come to a place of all in due time, right? This is my timing. It is. And as lovely as it is to give ourselves grace, right? We've got to keep moving forward also. And I bumped up hard against getting this course refilmed and done this year. I've got the whole thing laid out. I've got it laid out in my mind. I've got it laid out on paper. And getting myself to dive in all over again has really been a struggle, you know, to actually sit down and start recording. I really know what every one of my clients feel. (laughs) I know what all of you feel in pushing that boulder up the mountain. I experience it too. And I have been working on my greater vision of motivation and working through this concept for myself. I always say that you can't think your business. So setting yourself in motion is the only way to move forward. You know, you have to act on your ideas. And motion leads to momentum. And in turn, that momentum builds upon itself. And the motivation to do the work appears. You, know, you at that point, have created the habit of working on the project or the goal. So while I took a turn for healing and deeper thought this year, it came time to get myself into action. Launching this course has been a goal of mine and it keeps getting put off. Like, you know, guess what? Life, it still shows up. Kids need your time and energy. Client work takes precedent, at least for me. And I already get up at 5.30 in the morning. So how am I going to make this happen? And earlier this year, I posted a saying on my fridge that I see every day. The days you don't feel like doing it, are the days where you find out if your goals are really your goals or you are just full of shit. And this applies so much in my life. You know, this applies to so much in my life from my personal fitness goals to my business goals. You don't have to do it in one day. And in fact, it it can't all happen in one day, but you do have to continually work at it. And referencing this got me in motion for my course recording. You know, it reminds me of my why, and we all have a why, our deeper purpose that drives us. And when you need to get going, 
tap into your why. And it's important to be in touch with your why. Episode 63 is all about the importance of your why. You know, things like stay in alignment with your goals. It helps you with clarity for the decisions you make. And it helps you stay motivated when times get tough and you're tired or tense. So give some true thought to what your why is and then write it down and put those reminders up where you will see them on the fridge, on the bathroom mirror, on your computer. You know, we can actually have a why and should for each project that we work on, right? The why you identify doesn't have to be the ultimate reason for your existence. You know, it's, it's not the big existential why. You can have a why for each project and each area of your life. I have a second why reminder on my computer that says, live amongst your priorities. And it, it has me ask myself, what am I making time for? What do I prioritize? When I look at all that I'm doing, I'm okay with my pace because much of my why and my priorities have to do with my family. But that doesn't mean I should put things off that I know are a part of my future self. Your why helps with your decision-making. You know, it serves as a filter for what you give your attention to. Does this thing, wanting my attention, align with my goals? And it's the long game, of course. So aligning with your why makes the smaller steps you take part of your broader goal. It is moving you in the direction of your goals. And I want to say too that you may be in a funk because you actually haven't defined a goal. And I hear this a lot in the conversations that I have with people that they do not have their goals truly defined. A general direction that you want to move in isn't a goal, right? Something concrete is a goal. <laughs> You've got to work to name a goal that is in that direction because when you've identified it and you have something concrete that gives you the ability to list out the steps to get there so that you can actually start taking a step, one step, crossing it off, moving to the next. Getting into action takes defining your goals and identifying your why. But there are a few other ideas that I have personally initiated to get myself moving on this particular project of re-recording my course. And I want to share them with you. Okay, number one is visualizing success. I visualize myself on the other side of this task. I stay in touch with what I want to implement and that I am successfully doing it. I stay grounded in what I am doing well now. How am I making a better course? Because I've got more experience, right? I've got these additional ideas and other ways I want to connect with the work that I'm doing. So regardless of the delay, I am in touch with the benefits of success, how I will be working with more amazing creators because of the goals that I've set. I feel my own excitement about what I visualize. So get yourself excited about your goals and start visualizing your own success. And number two, it's lean on your network. I am forever mentioning this episode after episode, the power of relationships, right? But the people in your life 
They want to see you succeed. And I have shared my struggle with a few groups of my entrepreneur friends, and each group is there to support me. Whether it is with a book recommendation that can help with mindset or tactical business steps that I can create more time in my day with, right? My business friends are helping me to move forward. And one friend even questioned me if I really wanted to produce this course at all, since I have so much else going on and it's taken me so long. And that was really helpful, you know, to think about being let off the hook, right? No questions asked. But it was also very reaffirming because this is the next step for me. I know I have to do this and it's just going to be in whatever time it takes. So we need people in our lives to support us who understand the journey we are on and who can give insight. And this really hit for me when one of my friends shared a book recommendation that was really the right message at the right time. And I'm going to do a whole episode on this book because it did really, it was really impactful and did really change me. And I would not have come to this resource on my own. And yet it was exactly what I needed to restructure things in my business so that I can create and I have more creative time. So I was reading an article on domino.com about husband and wife, artist and designer, Sebastian Curie and Macarena Luzi. And in the article, they were asked what we turn to, you know, what do you turn to when you're stuck? And Lucy responded, if we're at the studio, I take a break. I move on to a different task and I get some distance. I'm also a cook. So cooking is always a great way to distract myself and to refresh. And Curie responded, I sleep. Time helps to digest ideas, to create distance and to look with fresh eyes at what we've done. I love these responses, right? The time you take away, it can be short or it can be long, but the return with fresh eyes is so poignant. And if you return and you are still lit up by what you are creating, then yes, it is something worth the effort over all of the years. So I made such good leaps ahead and now I have one more push to get what I want out into the world and into my next phase. And this episode is for all of you in a time where your goals are getting pushed back, where other things are taking precedent, but you know you still want to do the thing. So let yourself be reminded that motivation comes from action, and action can be the smallest step. And I want to hear what your goals are. So reach out to me. You know, reach out to me via email at hello at sandrasky.com and let me know what you are working on and what is the one step that you'll be taking. And I'll be back here soon sharing some progress on my own goal. All right, everyone. Have a great week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more information, links mentioned in this episode and the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on and leave a review. Both of these make a really big difference. All right, until next time, keep playing the long game.